all the lies we've endured for the past three years, let alone 20 years, 50 years, maybe even over a hundred years. Do you really trust those in leadership to do the right thing and look after your interest? I sure don't. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Have several news stories that I want to share that pick up from a theme that we started on this program yesterday. I did take the second half of the program to share with you the message given at Trinity Chapel, the church where I'm now pastor and founded that we had this past Sunday. And I felt the message that I preached on Sunday fit into what I'm talking about yesterday and again what I'll be talking about today. Trying to get to the real story, the real truth of any particular matter is getting increasingly and vastly more difficult. The ability of propaganda, the ability of controlling the thought process of, of, of many people, not just in the United States and Canada, but all over Europe, all over Australia, minds are being captivated. And it's being done systematically and it's been done for ages. A long time ago on this program, I made a statement and I want you to listen and file this away where you won't forget it. There's one big difference between evil and those that try to do good. And a lot of people don't recognize this. But I figured this out a long time ago. Evil is vastly more patient than those trying to do good or the right thing. Let me say that again. Evil is vastly more patient than than those that are trying to generally do good or the right thing. In other words, those that are under the influence of evil, and you know who the author of evil is, they may take centuries to fully get what they want. They're willing to wait decades They're willing to do things where they may never see the completion of what they're working on in their own lifetimes or their children's lifetime, even their grandchildren's lifetime. It is a slow and and systematic process. It begins with going after the youth getting into the schools, getting into their minds, getting into their private lives, getting them to be divided from their own parents in ways that you and I never imagined 20, 30, 50 years ago or more. I know I've shared this on another radio program before, but in 1972... I'm a senior in high school, had this excellent young English teacher. He'd been out of college. This is probably the second year of his teaching. And he was incredibly gifted. 
I never could determine what his politics were, but he taught us so well on how to be debaters, how to stand up for what you believe is right and how to do the research and the reading. In other words, the legwork. You just don't take somebody else's word for everything. If you have questions, you need need to go look. Don't just believe things blindly. Investigate. Check it out. Because if you stand for... The worst thing that can happen is when you believe in something so firmly and then the real truth comes out, it's not only disappointing, it can be very devastating. And he also made another statement. Toward the very end of that school year, just a week or so before graduation, he was seeing something already beginning in the 1970s. And he said, this may be one of the last, if not the last class, where the standards are always being excelled. He said, I see a day coming when the standards for education in this school and many others around the nation will begin to decline. They will begin to go backward. They will begin to be compromised. Now, this is over 50 years ago. And I really never paid attention because from there I went on to college and and, and a tech school and all that. And I had no particular reason for being that close to education. Now, the process has been very gradual. It wasn't massive, sudden, and overnight. It was little bits, year by year, eroding the educational system. One new teacher coming out of one college at a time. Many of the formerly great colleges in this nation were targets of the extreme left to move into those schools because that becomes because that becomes the breeding ground for those that will become the propagandist and the teachers and the ones that will be controlling the society that we live in increasingly slowly over a period of time and many people who work for a living, try to get by, they see these little bumps in the road. We hear about inflation. We hear about this. We hear about that. We heard about global cooling and then global warming and now climate change. And we're so busy in our day-to-day lives going, these people are crazy. No, they're not crazy at all. They're actually very sinister. All of these things that they are doing, have one goal, to bring in essentially a one-world government. Reading a couple of stories over the weekend, I didn't get a chance to get to some of these yesterday, and I'm going to do it now. In the United Kingdom, scientists have now declared that based on insurance data, the United States is losing an excess of 500 to 600,000 citizens each year. And they are suspecting it was the you-know-what. You could never say it. 
It would be disinformation. You'll be in the cancel culture. They'll be coming after you if you dared challenged the miracle elixir that they wanted to inject into every arm starting in 2021. After the elderly were the initial targets, the vast majority of these that are sudden adult death syndrome are healthy people between the ages of 18 and 50. Small businesses continue to need more employees while while big woke corporations are firing people. J.P. Morgan, another woke corporation, is actually hiring people while firing others. They have like 13,000 new job listings that are open right now. But they're also firing people. The Biden administration is working to import hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants for maids and for agricultural work and lie about it that the border is secure. No, it's not. It is wide open. They have made an unsustainable situation at the United States border. And while the United States and the European Union are bemoaning the lack of the next generation as the population ages, the World Economic Forum is still crying we need to have less people. We need depopulation. And they make the claim the world is now unsustainable, not enough food. Why? Well, they're getting rid of farms. Not enough water. Not enough oil, not enough gas. That's because they don't want you to drill or find it anymore. Not enough housing, just not enough of enough. Immigrants are supposed to fill the void of the excess deaths. As we transition ourselves into this artificial intelligence world. And here's the scary part. Once achieved, the migrants won't won't be needed anymore. So what happens? The United States unemployment rate is low because of one thing. Workers have died. In California, many were Hispanic. In New York, many were elderly. Now across the U.S. and the United Kingdom, the vast majority of those that are dying are between the ages of 18 and 45 or 18 and 50. This, and where's, where's our mainstream media? They're, they're nowhere to be seen. They're not really covering this because they were a part of the propaganda mechanism that had made many people believe, and many still do, I got to get vaxxed or I'm going to die. I can remember something in my spirit, and I'm going to just say it that way. When Joe Biden kept getting before a press conference and he would pull off his little face mask, I call it a face diaper, and he would say it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and that turned out to be a lie because it's not the unvaccinated that are dying. It's not even the unvaccinated that are getting COVID. It is the vaccinated that are getting COVID. It is the vaccinated that are dying. And the more boosters you take, the worse off your immunity system becomes.
And yet many people are still blindly believing what they were told because of political ideology or they became very effective victims and consumers of what what some people call rightly so fear porn. So now we live in a world where we are now in fear of our climate and all kinds of stuff. And the world tries to explain to you why you need to trust the leadership, the global leadership at the WHO, those that have been thinking these things through since 1973 at the World Economic Forum or 77, doesn't matter what year it was. It's a satanic organization with nothing but evil purposes. That's right, Brian Kemp, Georgia governor, you World Economic Forum stooge, fake, lying, phony Republican, you and your Secretary of State are filthy, unrepentant liars. I'm beginning to wish Stacey Abrams had won the election. At least you knew what she was. A farcical fool. You are a dangerous swamp creature, Mr. Kemp. And you suck up to the globalists because you want to be one. And you don't care how much lying you have to do to the good people of Georgia and the other rhinos that you love so much. And so people like you know, Governor Kemp of Georgia and so many, and many Democrats and, and, and a surprising number of the fake and phony Republicans and the globalists. They're trying to tell you that the world is in danger and there are basically five things you, you really need to know about. There'll be a new deadly pandemic. It's going to happen. And it's going to come out of some lab, maybe in Africa, and have a death rate of 40%. They kind of said that about COVID, I think, too, and then it turned out not to be true. The Earth will be hit by solar winds. It'll wipe out satellites and the global electrical grid, causing widespread famine, disease, and crime and death. Now, we're getting crime from lousy prosecutors that are making it easy for people to rob you, steal from you, hurt you, and even kill you, and get away with it. We're already being prepped that aliens are here and ready to make themselves visible for the general public. Artificial intelligence will turn on humans and destroy them. And you've ever heard of a a group called Kern? Kern is... It is the European Organization for Nuclear Research. Oh, they're doing all kind of stuff. Particle accelerators and, and what have you. And some say that Kern will create a black hole that, that swallows the earth. And so what do our esteemed government officials think we need to do to mitigate against those catastrophes? Well, we can fix it all by, number one, voting for them. Supporting them, believing them without compromise, without question. They never would lie to you. They care about you. And if you really want to do the right thing, eat fake meat. Drive an electric car. Be 100% carbon free. The 
fact is, solar winds have been there all my lifetime, all of this nation's lifetime, even during the time of Christ, even during the time of the beginning of this world. Nothing new. But they can make it sound like a big deal. Pandemics? We've been hearing about that for for decades. And I have to wonder, is it our own governments, plural, that are creating them? I mean, Dr. Anthony Fauci, nice Jesuit Catholic boy, lied to the American people and knew he was lying every time he spoke. There were a few rare times he told the truth early on. But once he was told what he needed to do before the general public, he was a good foot soldier and did as he was told. We have man-made pandemics that can be solved by man-made vaccines and big pharma. So what are, what are the world leaders really doing to mitigate all of these disastrous things that can happen to us? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Not one blessed thing. There's what I call a trifecta mafia out there that puts the mafia that came from Sicily to the United States to shame. You know, the Sicilian mafia is is a nothingness. It's it's tiny. It's it's it doesn't have anything compared to the the trifecta. And that trifecta includes big pharma pharma and it includes the military industrial complex. Remember that big pharma the military-industrial complex. More money flows through those corporations' hands than the mafia could ever dream of getting near. And then there's a third element for this trifecta of evil. And that's a lot of our banking system, particularly at the international level. Banks, big banks, Bank of America, and others that are following suit, J.P. Morgan, you name it, Chase. They're getting into the social credit score stuff. And once again, they, they're not looking at the big picture that's out there. They are trying to satisfy their governmental masters and others at the World Economic Forum level, at the WHO level, at the United Nations level, at the NATO level. They're trying to cully favor from those that control the big purse strings. But how are these banks going to survive when we eliminate money in favor of social credit? Because technically social credit is not sustainable. It's an emotion. The value of real credit is built on time, effort, energy, and creativeness. It's not built. It's not built on feelings. Give you an idea of where all this is heading. 
and, and and I know a lot of people are listening to this and going, Bob, are you really serious about this stuff? Yes, I am. It already is occurring in China. They're trying to bring it into parts of the European Union. They tried to do it in New Zealand to a degree in Australia. And don't think they're ever going to give up. They're going to keep trying and trying and trying until they break through and win. Evil is patient. Evil will wait 500 years to get this done. If they can't get it done in five minutes, they'll wait 500 years. Evil knows its day is coming. And it knows it only can do one thing. And it will continue to do it. Imagine one day that you go to the grocery store, you know, to buy, maybe you want to buy some meat. Ooh, maybe some potatoes. But the artificial intelligence scorecard at the point of sale checkout, where you must use your digital currency says you don't have enough points in your social credit score for these purchases even if you technically have the cash the store is forbidden from making the sale I'm serious on this and by the way when stores don't make a sale they lose money and their inventory tanks and the food shortages get worse The whole system is satanic in nature to destroy. Nobody benefits except the elite, and they still, too, will go down at the end. Let's say you want to buy a house. You have saved up money for years. You even have the money to go to closing. And you only need a small loan. But the banker looks at that social credit score and says, you can't live in that neighborhood. You cannot buy that house because you have not earned enough emotional points. In other words, you're not supporting transgenderism. You're not supporting same-sex marriage. You're not supporting the indoctrination of your children and giving them over to the state. You are not supporting every weird cause that comes down the pike to change the nature of you, of this nation. And so you, sir, are or ma'am, are a danger to our society. And until you get with the program, until you get with the program, we're going to make your life a living hell on this earth. You might even not be able to have internet, watch television, have electricity if you don't play by the rules. This is where we're heading. And a lot of people don't see it. They don't want to see it. You know, I'm thinking back in my mind to a song that came out in the late 1960s And it's one of those classic songs that is still around today. Division has always been the greatest weapon in the arsenal of evil. Dividing good people among themselves, no less, so they never get together to commonly fight evil. I talked yesterday about the CIA and other intelligence 
agencies, many of which I believe should be dismantled and their leadership put on trial for treason. And I said yesterday, and I stand by it, Robert Kennedy Jr. is probably right. His uncle and his father were assassinated by the CIA. I don't put anything past them. They all knew about Joe Biden and Obama and others and the things they're really doing. And they knew that Donald Trump is a bull in a china shop. And whether you like him or not, he was starting to expose the ugliness of that criminal element in much of our intelligence systems and and organizations. Kennedy was so aggravated with the CIA, I said this yesterday, as he became president and saw what was going on, the failed Bay of Pigs operation, all these other things that the CIA was involved in, the Cuban Missile Crisis, all these unnecessary disasters that just feed the military-industrial complex and keep feeding the globalist. Kennedy was getting suspicious. And he was the last of a generation of Democrats that, sure, they love power, but I think he actually had concern for his nation and wanted the best for everybody. He lost his life, I believe, because he was ready to either diminish or dismantle the CIA. And as Chuck Schumer once said, You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. As much as I want to believe, because of the way that I was raised as a child, believing in American exceptionalism, believing that America, by the time I'm really getting into my career and we have President Reagan, and I really believe the United States was that shining city on a hill that stood for, you know, goodness, peace, justice, apple pie, all of it. I've been a very conservative individual my entire life. While I do believe in personal freedoms, even if I don't agree with the things you do, I I believe you have the right to determine your own destiny. I can remember, once again, this goes back to my high school English teacher who was teaching us how to be debaters and researchers. You know, this is part of, I, we, I wish they taught it today. He said something that is profound. You may have heard this before from others or something like it. It states, and it should be as Americans, that your rights end where the next person's begins. Think about that for a second. My rights end where your rights begin. I'm allowed to make my own mistakes, my own determinations, but I'm not allowed to impose the things that I'm doing and force them upon you. Neither you upon me. There comes a give and take when you live in a constitutional, democratically elected republic 
We're not a democracy. We are a representative republic where the rights of the minority, which increasingly now are conservatives and Christians, is to be protected. But no longer is it being protected. The idea of dividing us goes back thousands of years. They're just getting better at it today. I was thinking, and I mentioned it a moment ago, this song from from the 1960s, it is truer today than it was in 1968. And of course, back then, the culture war was over the Vietnam War. A war that I think John F. Kennedy wasn't really too keen about. He was willing to send in advisors and check it out, but I don't think he was ready to commit young American soldiers. Remember, it hadn't even been 20 years since the end of World War II and only about a decade when young men were being killed in Korea. Sure, we're being warned about the evil Soviet Union and Red China and we need to build more weapons. We need this, that, and the other to keep it all going. And I think that John F. Kennedy had some doubts about some of what was being funded, some of what was being done. And he had legitimate concerns. And that's, that's what he should have. And I believe it cost him his life. As many others also believe it cost him his life. I think Robert F. Kennedy, former attorney general, running for president in 68, was determined to expose it all. And I'm not so certain I believe all we've been told. It's become obvious to me that our intelligence agencies will lie to presidents, politicians that don't play ball, and to the American people in in general. They will use the power of the media, the power of the internet, the power of their creations. Here's something you didn't know. And I'm going to pause on this thought. And I'll continue with it on the other side. Google. Yeah, that's right. Google. The number one search engine. Also mapping and all kinds of stuff and data harvesting. Where did their money come from as a startup? Did these two young guys invent this in a garage and it miraculously just exploded onto the scene like it did? Remember, the Internet became a public entity for us to to play with around 1992. And it took years for people to adapt, but it was understood by the powers that be at the time. That eventually, as we get through a generation, about 30 years, between 30 and 40 years, 
we'll have everybody connected to this platform. And then we can do away with radio and everything else. You know, we can minimize it. We can diminish it and move everybody into this new digital realm that we now can observe, control, and harvest data. It was federal money, much of it from the clandestine organizations in grants to the founders of Google to create that monstrosity. And the same is true with Facebook and many others. This is your intelligence community in action. Creating third parties, private companies that are under their spell and doing their business, the things the Constitution forbids them to do, Google and Facebook and so many others, YouTube, they willingly do it for them. Now do you understand kind of problem we have we're being divided because if we are divided amongst ourselves if individuals that care about our families care about our future care about our finances care about our nation if we are in agreement then the globalists become the losers if we stay at home and don't go to a school board meeting and challenge them or run people that you can trust against these evildoers they will continue to be evildoers because there's nothing to stop them. If California keeps allowing their elections to be stolen and they keep putting in politicians that allow thievery and crime to run rampant and people moving out, I really believe the globalists want to own California entirely and the property that goes with it. So just gut it. Gut a beautiful city like San Francisco. Destroy it and you can buy the city at fire sale prices. Then clean it up. There's a lot of evil out there. And I'm running over. I'm running very late for this break. Very quickly, as we come to the middle of this month, our budget, not quite halfway there. Almost. If you've never supported this ministry before, would you consider doing so? It'd be a great help. You can support us from our website, truth2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com. There's a tab that says support. And I would really appreciate it if you would avail yourself of that. Or you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio. Post Office Box 510. Chilhowee, Virginia. 24319. This is truth to ponder with Bob Bierman. The enemy's tablet coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, there are modern critics of the Bible who claim that David didn't really exist. 
And they've been doing that for, for a number of years. It, it didn't exist. It's all made up. But in recent years, an amazing thing, something turned up. An engraving in stone discovered uh, in the Holy Land by a foreign king boasting that he defeated the house of David. Here's an enemy king who wrote down that he defeated the house of David. He was boasting, and he, he really didn't, but he, he, he boasted that he did. And he did it as a kind of a, a kind of attack on David. And yet by doing that, he was used to uphold the house of David. And he, he had unwittingly provided the tablet. He provided it that went against, that destroyed the critics. What they said that David didn't exist. It turned out David fully did. We knew it anyway. But here, God used an enemy of David. So the enemy principle, he's all against you. Well, learn, you've got an enemy. But the thing is that every plan the enemy has against you, God will turn around. Everything, every plan, every trouble, every problem, every weapon, he'll, everything against you, God will turn it around if you follow God. Everything, every defeat, every setback, every failure, he'll turn into victory. Because this law is as old as the house of David, and it's as sure as if it were engraved in stone, because it was. <laughs> Want more? Ask for Journey to the Promised Land on CD. Now the free gift for you, from the sands of Judea to the writings of the rabbis that prove Jesus is Messiah, the most awesome hidden mystery, the hidden writings of the rabbis, Proving Jesus. The Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You'll love it. And Sapphire's guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. For your free gifts, call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you might need to minister with me, together bringing salvation to God's ancient people, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of all nations on five continents with over a billion people. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. You can blanket the earth with salvation through Shoei Radio. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy. That's box 1111. That's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. And the zip is 07644. It's nice Jewish boy, box 1111. That's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. Zip 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Ben David, the son of David. Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Truth to Ponder program for this Tuesday. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, we, we covered a lot of ground, spent maybe a little more time than I anticipated on certain topics. But I, I need you to understand if nothing else resonates with you today, it's to understand how the experts of propaganda are dividing you against others it's not so much a fight against good and evil there's a lot of that we can see it we can see it when well-meaning parents stand up for their children against school boards that are bringing in things that go contrary to the family values i get it but they also divide us among ourselves within think about this with our own silos I saw within the church, in churches back in 
2021, even in 2020, about how churches responded to the pandemic. I can remember after the vaccine came out unproven and you had the Biden administration doing everything to force people to take it or lose their jobs. I remember seeing church sign after church sign, the vaccinated are welcome to come back to church. In other words, the unvaccinated, we don't want you. No proof, but they believed everything the government had told them, even after a whole year of easy to expose lies. We did it on this program. I only started this program in 2020 because I looked at the pile of lies that were stacking up about the pandemic and something didn't feel right. Something was wrong. Something was, well, it was just evil. Why were they doing this to Americans? Why were they destroying businesses? Why were they shutting down gyms, restaurants, smaller businesses? Why were the Amazons and the Walmarts and the big stores allowed to continue? And they played the game in the front with people checking the number of people entering and the number of people leaving. And maintain your your six foot distance and be certain to walk only in one direction down an aisle in a store. Because, you know, the the virus, it'll get you if you go the wrong way. All of these stupid and insane ideas with no scientific basis or fact or test or trials were thrust upon the American people. You know, even the White House recently had an event. And they still want the unvaccinated. You know, the ones that don't get COVID, the ones that don't spread COVID, the ones that really are experiencing no danger, they want the unvaccinated to still wear a face diaper and stay six feet apart. They want you to be singled out as terrible and horrible human beings. Because the Biden administration, or I should call it the lying administration, keeps believing It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and we know it isn't. The WHO is going to use this to launch a digital health pass. This is just one building block for a one-world government. Between climate control, climate fraud change, health, finances, inclusion, diversity, and equity, All of these hammers are being used to beat you up. And the church retreats in fear. We've watched our schools, our universities and colleges attack the freedom of speech, but only for conservatives and Christians. If you believe in pedophilia being made legal, you know, in other words, maps, minor attracted persons, that's good. If you believe that we should be putting pedophiles in jail, that's bad. Free speech was a, a something our nation was founded upon. And it's getting to the point that government believes it can silence speech, yours or mine, that it finds offensive. And it calls anything dangerous that exposes what the government is doing. And they're using the power 
of the internet. And these corporations that they use to circumvent the Constitution and the law. We don't have a justice system. I keep telling you that. It's a legal system where immoral, cruel, horrible, disgusting, and despicable things can be done to you because it's legal. Not because it's right. Not because it's just. Not because it's constitutional. But it's legal. And it's selective. The globalist choose the faces they put out in front of you. In Canada, they gave you Justin the Manchild Trudeau. In the United States, they were in panic mode in 2020. And so they put in a compromised grandpa, not just compromised physically and mentally, but one who is compromised ethically, morally, in every way possible. There's no telling what kind of dirt they have on the Biden family. And I'm sure they'll expose that dirt when it's time to dump him from the 2024 ticket. I suspect they would love to do it if they can. And these global leaders and the swamp in D.C., they, they, they knew who they wanted in 2008. Hillary Clinton wanted to be the president, but they didn't want her at that time. Not yet. They were concerned about her winability in 2008 against a Republican. And so they had been grooming a young guy from Chicago, Kenya, wherever he's from. And they created this illusion of a leader, a man that had accomplished nothing in his life of any consequence, a community leader. A state senator that just voted present and never did anything for the state of Illinois. And didn't do much more when he became temporarily a United States senator from the state of Illinois. They put him out there to make a speech, introduce him to the American people. And he was the predetermined and, you know, he was the already crowned the king for 2008. No matter how much Hillary tried and how much Bernie Sanders tried, the deck was stacked against them. I think they knew it. They told Hillary, sit this one out and we will run you in 2016. And we'll get behind you. Obama was the the face of of the globalist, but sometimes these faces of the globalist can say too much or do too much, and sometimes the power goes to their head. There was a little interesting item on another radio program, and I don't normally play bits from some other radio program, but this one I'm going to make an exception to my rule to a degree. Dan Bongino former Secret Service guy who actually protected Obama. It's not Joe Biden they're trying to protect right now. No, no. It's not that at all. And I think what Dan Bongino states 
is probably very true. What do you think? They are not protecting Biden. They're not. They're protecting Obama. I want to ask you a simple question. Listen, just seriously in the chat. I'm not trying to make it interactive for just interactivity's sake. How many of you have to type an O in the chat if you think it's about Obama and a B if you think it's about Biden? Do you think they care about Biden? They would like nothing more than to see Biden go away. Nothing. They want Gavin Newsom. There you go. Okay. <laughs> it's fairly unanimous. It's not a single B yet. Thank you, people in the chat. I'm going to ask you a question out there. What do all of the big political scandals of the last few years have in common? Let's go through them one by one. The Russia collusion hoax scandal. Who was president when the collusion hoax was invented? Oh, wow. It was Obama. So strange. The Spygate scandal when they started spying on the Trump campaign. Who was president? Gosh, let me think about that. That's right. It was Obama. Obama. The Hillary email scandal. Who appointed Hillary secretary of state? And who was Hillary Clinton emailing in the Hillary email scandal classified information? She was appointed by Obama and she was emailing Obama on his BlackBerry. How do we know? Because it's already been outed in the media by Obama's BlackBerry had to be whitelisted for email addresses of which Hillary's private email address was one of them. Who told them to whitelist Hillary's private email address? Of course, Obama. Obama. The Biden bribery scandal where we now have an informant for the FBI who has indicated as far back as we know, 2023 years ago, that Biden took a $5 million bribe in exchange for policy decisions. Biden was the vice president when this is alleged to have happened. So how could Biden take a bribe for policy decisions he couldn't make? Because ladies and gentlemen, the vice president doesn't make policy decisions. Who does? That's right. Obama. I made bad choices. Yes, you did, sir. Very bad And selecting Joe Biden as your vice president was one of them. All roads lead to Obama. Every single one of these scandals, they are not protecting who you think they're protecting. They are protecting Obama. Why? The why matters. Why? Obama is their golden calf, man. You got to understand, take yourself out of your sanity mode for a minute and put yourself into the insane left mode. Who is their God, small g God of politics? Obama. Like it or not, Dan Bongino is right. The left, the Democrat Party, or at least the part hijacked by the left, have determined to make this particular man, their face, their spokesman, and he must be protected at all costs. I agree 100%. Look at all the money that Obama now has. These people, when they do the bidding of the globalist, are well cared for. The Netflix deals, the book deals, all of it. And his presidential papers went off to an old furniture store converted into a massive sorting facility where Obama's people and 
those involved with the archives could decide what belongs to the government and what doesn't. They'd done that for George W. Bush. Did it for Bill Clinton. Did it for Bush the first. Did it for did it for everybody except Trump. They just dumped him at his house and said, you know, you're on your own. He was set up. These globalists are always four or five steps ahead. They've got things in the works. When they realized in 2016 that Trump would be the nominee, they already started to undo him, hoping they would tear him down in the presidential election. They figured no matter how unpopular Hillary Clinton was, they could push her carcass across the the finish line with enough Botox and fraud. Wasn't quite enough. And they spent the entire Trump presidency committing insurrection against the government. Peter Strzok, James Comey, the intelligence community, all of them. All of them are traitors to the United States Constitution, traitors to you and I. And they are drunk with power from globalists, like the Klaus Schwab's dear leader he is, the brainchild of the Great Reset. I'll get into his strange activities a little bit later this week. If you haven't figured it out, even Joe Biden, and let's understand who Joe Biden is. He's a buffoon. He is a total buffoon who hates, he'd rather climb a tree to tell a lie than stand on the ground, look you in the face like a man, and tell you the truth. He became a U.S. senator at the age of 27. Never held a real job except briefly in a law office. And he learned to be a swamp creature. And he was kind of like the Democrats' buffoon. The gaff machine. But he was a useful idiot to the cause. He was a dependable vote when you needed it. And he was well rewarded for his years as a United States senator. This guy had no ability to manage money, but somehow he became very wealthy. I wonder how that happened. And even in 2008, when Biden was thinking about running for president one more time, Hillary Clinton was thinking about running for president, Bernie Sanders and others, the deal had already been struck with Obama to be the new face of the new Democrat Party To call him, just like they call Biden, a unifier, but he's really a divider. Even even Joe Biden got that memo in 2007. The first sort of mainstream African-American who was articulate and bright and and, and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, that's a storybook, man. There is no doubt in my mind that Joe Biden got the memo in 2007. Watch out. Obama is the guy. And if you play ball, we might balance the ticket, put you on it, get you one step closer to being the president of 
the United States. And they did. And Joe did. And all the perks of being the vice president went to his head. And as it's been pointed out, in order for Biden to do the things that he did, his boss, the president, had to sign off. And they really believed, oh, they believed firmly that Hillary Clinton would win. And thus, anything they were doing would be buried, including all the money they're making out of Ukraine, out of China, out of a lot of places they shouldn't be making money from, selling out our nation. Then the interrupter came. The bull in the China shop by the name of Donald John Trump. Whether you like him or not is irrelevant. He did not play ball. And the more they tried to force him to play ball and put moles into his administration, like even Barr at the very end. Jeff Sessions, remember him? The lunatic clown from Alabama that was the first attorney general that could have put an end to the entire Russian collusion hoax. He was so compromised that he did nothing. He let it go. He stabbed every American in the back. He spit on the Constitution. He burned it. He should be held as a reprobate and a fool and never given credibility again. He screwed America. Intentionally. And they sold us Bill Barr, who knew all about the Hunter Biden laptop and everything else. He's another swamp creature, well-fed and fat, and he proves it. He's a liar. Our government is full of liars because they have given themselves over to the globalist. And they've been promised prosperity and power and comfort at your expense and my expense and our freedoms being taken away. They want us all tied to the Internet for good so they can control us. Listen, we are out of time. You can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com to support us. We really need your help. Here we are, middle of the month. Would you consider a gift made payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Post Office Box 510. P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Post Office Box 512, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. Zip code again, 24319. Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. We will be back tomorrow with another edition of Truth to Ponder. Until then, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.